Welcome to the MSEC Podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I will be your host for today. Joining me today from the Texas Education Agency is Michelle Sedberry. She's here to discuss the future of Texas education and STEM. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Well, I was reading a really interesting stat about Texas the other day. According to labor projections, Texas is actually expected to have the second highest percentage of the nation's future STEM job opportunities. I just think that indicates some real exciting, huge opportunities for students in Texas. And I would love to hear how the TEA is going to support students so that they can be a part of this future workforce. Absolutely. And, you know, if you drill into that number even more, the Texas Workforce Commission predicts that we will have 1.9 million STEM openings in 2026. Wow. So there's definitely urgency that we have a strong STEM pipeline in Texas and make sure that our students are ready to step into that future workforce. So right now in high school, our students have an opportunity to specialize in their learning and graduate with endorsements. And one of those endorsements is the STEM endorsement, uh, which can be earned through pure science or pure math, but also we have exciting opportunities through our career technical education or CTE programs We currently in Texas have 27 STEM-focused programs of study, which are four years of classes that a student, once they select the career that they are interested in going into, they have four years of classes customized to that and actually can earn industry-based certifications in that area. So when they graduate, they are ready to go straight to work. They can also earn level one and level two credentials, as well as an associate's degree in high school. So wonderful opportunities. We also have high schools that have designated college career readiness school models. And in those schools, all of those opportunities I just mentioned are completely free for students. They are at no cost. The school pays for their degrees, any post-credentials, that they are getting to prepare them for their career are at no cost to students. So we hope that these opportunities right now uh, will support our students in getting them interested in STEM opportunities. In Texas, we have very high wage, high demand opportunities in STEM. So it's just a great time right now to live in Texas and to pursue these these jobs of today and of the future. Well, for parents, I think we're familiar with the phrase STEM, which as we all know, stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. But we may not always understand truly the importance of this type of educational background for our students. And the stats that you've shared today certainly sort of reinforce that promise for our future work. What I'd like to do now is to dive in a little bit deeper and have you elaborate on some of the specific elements of the Texas initiative when it comes to STEM. Sure, the uh, STEM education in Texas, we have defined STEM as a a way of instruction where you know some 
some folks look at STEM as an acronym and in the look at it in silos, the science, technology, engineering, and math, all as separate things. We have embraced um, a definition in Texas where we are looking at them as a whole, where students are taking what they've learned in all of their classes, not just science and math and engineering and technology, but also what they've learned in their history class. What have they learned in their reading class and putting all of that knowledge together to solve problems. And so we want to present our students in Texas as they learn content, problems that are anchored in real world, and then have them become problem solvers. So it's really a methodology of teaching. And you heard about the outcomes that we, we have in high school with our graduates, but this type of learning starts in preschool, in kindergarten. And so in our elementary schools is where we begin this journey with our students. This is a new program in Texas. I got hired three years ago and this work began at that time. Um, previously, it was really only focused in the high school area, but we know if we wait till high school, it's too late. And so we have backed these programs up and have just started working with our elementary and middle school students, growing their interest in STEM and also norming STEM across the state has been very important. We have a STEM framework that we've developed that has not only the definition, but also includes models for districts to select from. We have a very large state and we wanna make sure that we are not doing a program that's one size fits all, but that has flexibility built in. So we have four models of engagement that a district can select from, but all of these models follow our high quality indicators that are laid out in that framework. And so we have this structure in place for our districts to build this type of learning for our students. We also have a Texas STEM mobile lab that is K through eight that travels across Texas. It's completely free and it visits schools and models what STEM looks like. So they do these STEM design challenges with students as early as kindergarten and show teachers and, and administrators what it looks like to implement STEM and how the students can do the work. They can be problem solvers at such a young age. And so that's been a very exciting program. We're in year two of that program. And then probably the biggest step that Texas has made is happening right now. Our State Board of Education is currently revising our science standards in the first draft that's been presented through our board shows that they have embedded the STEM methodology and practices into our science standards, which means that after adoption this year, it'll continue to go through the process and be adopted. But for the first time in the state of Texas, all students, no matter where they live, will engage in STEM education starting in kindergarten all the way through graduation. So this is a very exciting step for us, and we are very excited that we are getting this pipeline built and making it strong so that we can fill those job openings that we know are coming 
and there are a lot of them. And so we have to prepare everyone if we're going to be able to fill the STEM need. Well, I think everything you just shared is so interesting. And in fact, when I was reviewing the STEM framework in preparation for this podcast, I was reading something about a Texas EcoSTEM and found that idea really exciting for our students. Can you share with our listeners a little bit more about this particular concept? Yeah, the Texas ecosystem is very exciting. We are now in our third year, but to talk about the Texas ecosystem, I have to take one step back and talk about the STEM national ecosystem. This is a national program. It's even grown international. We have several countries that have now joined in our nation. Uh, But what it is, is uh, we have STEM stakeholders, champions really, that have all come together to strengthen STEM education and making sure that we have built in the skills that our students need uh, to be successful in STEM careers. And so we have to have all lenses to do this. And so at the national level and at the state levels, we have a diverse group of stakeholders, which include our STEM businesses and industry. We have our military who are uh, informing us about STEM careers that are available. We have our formal educators, our district personnel. We have parents, we have colleges and universities. We also have Department of Eds and governors, mayors, government personnel. We have education service centers. And then our experts, our science centers, our museums, our after-school programs. All of these lenses are critical when you are thinking about STEM programming, pulling in the in and out of school opportunities for students so that they really see the big picture and how STEM fits into the community. And so our Texas ecosystem, uh, we are unique because we joined the national ecosystem as a state. Our commissioner of education approved our entire state to join. And so we are a little different than most of other states where an organization might join, our state agency joined. And we have 20 STEM hubs located across Texas. They are in our 20 regions of Texas. And so we are a large state with um, very different needs across the state. And so in each of those STEM hubs, we have a STEM lead. And that STEM lead has put together the same group of stakeholders, but locally. So each region is not only building STEM programming, but building STEM programming that is customized, especially for that area of Texas. So when their students are graduating, they can go straight into work right there in their own communities. And so this is a very important component of our ecosystem. It makes us a little bit different than others but very necessary in a state as large as ours. We are a community of practice. And so if one of those local design teams has a challenge, they will push that up to our Texas ecosystem. We meet um, regularly. And so all those STEM hubs come together and we crowdsource challenges and come up with solutions. 
and we are a new program. So if we're not really sure what the best answer is, then I push that up to the national level and we crowdsource it um, in the nation. And we have amazing people across the nation who have all experienced all the things that a new program has experienced and they have worked through and found solutions. And so this community just works together to make sure that our nation is aligned in STEM education and we are all moving towards this common goal of being a strong STEM country. Well, I have to agree with you. I think it is so important as a community that we invest in our young people because that's not only providing for their future, but it's also providing for ours. And what really resonated with me was that collaborative effort. You know, it's not just among schools, but incorporating community businesses, community leaders, all the way up to the state level for our students here in Texas. And speaking of collaboration, TEA also has developed some tools that district can use to engage with families. Is that right? That's correct. You know, the, the nation has given so much to us as a new program. We definitely want to give back. And so we have uh, developed a toolkit that has really three buckets of tools for our folks here in Texas, but also many other states have reached out and said, hey, we we have adopted your framework and we're using all of these tools and it's amazing. Thank you for sharing them. And so, you know, everything is free that we're making. So anyone out there listening can go into the toolkit and pull what they need from it. The first bucket is planning. And so STEM education is it's big idea. And so when you, you first start thinking about it, sometimes you don't even know where to start. And so that planning toolkit has tools in there about funding, about, you know, a logic model. How do you build up a STEM program um, at your organization or at your school or in a district? And so there's some tools there to guide you so that you don't have to be lost. You have a very structured plan you can follow. Then we have an implementation bucket, which is more for our educators who are, you know, boots on the ground. They're in the classroom and they are doing the work. There's supports there for them, but most excitingly, I think, is our community resources. And in this section, we have tools that maybe a district wants to get their community more involved or families more involved in STEM. Um, there's the ideas there. And so think of it as an idea bank. If you are a STEM business and industry uh, and you want to partner, with your ecosystem um, in your state, or you wanna partner with a school that you really don't know what the school would even want from you, there's a tool for that. And so you can go in and look at the tool and see ideas of what other people have done, whether it's job shadows or internships, or they've allowed students to come in and just see the work and do tours. There's ideas in there for you to pull from. And we are still developing this. I am a, a one-man show here. So I've come up with as many things as I can think of here, but there is a survey that you can click on. And there's a part in there where you can request for um, new tools. So if there's an area that you're wanting to pursue and there's not a tool and you would like support, send in a request for it. We're always building new tools 
and uh, we'll add it to our STEM toolkit. So welcome to feedback and ideas. Well, Michelle, I have to say it is a lot to take in. I'm sure our listeners that are uh, living in Texas or maybe moving to Texas are going to be very excited about the future of education there in Texas and just the wonderful opportunities that are developing every day. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing about the upcoming updates for Texas students. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. And for our listeners, we are going to include links to the Texas STEM program, as well as the other information that Michelle shared with us today. So make sure to check that out. And until next time, live a great story. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition.